Welcome to Understand Nostradamus. I'm your host, Michael Fago. Mild-mannered reporter Tucker Carlson as well as comedy podcaster Joe Rogan have featured several spots on their networks and YouTube channels that seem to infer a consensus that the death of Jeffrey Epstein in prison on August 10, 2019 was not a suicide but something else. And they show items of evidence, including photos from the scene, to offer credibility to an idea that has swept the internet that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Nostradamus gives us quatrain 139, that's century one, quatrain 39, as a social commentary. And these commentators have company, a host of podcasters, content creators that follow popular and controversial conspiracy stories, and especially true crime and murder series podcasts. All seem to be in agreement. Check Wikipedia. It's even got its own page for Jeffrey Epstein conspiracies. There's even a separate page, not just for the death of Jeffrey Epstein, but for the contested nature of his death and the Epstein didn't kill himself internet meme with its own webpage on Wikipedia. Public opinion polls of the time suggested only a small percentage of Americans believed that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. One such poll saw 16% of respondents saying they believed Epstein committed suicide, but 45% believing he was murdered, and 39% being unsure. By November 2019, a Business Insider poll found that those who believed Epstein was murdered outnumbered suicide proponents 3 to 1, and most think he was murdered to prevent him from testifying against powerful people with whom he associated. And that would be the packet. That information would constitute a packet or bundle of information put together that he had stashed away. Not long after the death of Jeffrey Epstein, Joe Rogan started airing evidence on his podcast and YouTube channel that was used to draw a conclusion that Jeffrey Epstein was strangled in his bed at night in prison. Mr. Rogan and many of his guests still share this view today. But most recently, Tucker Carlson aired an interview as well as a reaction to his own interview with Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, who offers the same and additional evidence suggesting that Jeffrey Epstein was strangled at night in bed in his prison cell. Nostradamus has quatrain 139 about an elitist type who is strangled in bed at night for having sojourned too much with the chosen blondes. This interview also goes through evidence presented by the news segment done on the news magazine television program 60 Minutes, which featured Sharon Alfonsi interviewing Dr. Michael Bodden. In addition to making notes about the ligature marks being straight across the neck as opposed to slanted up the neck of a person who hung themselves with a sheet at home, they present evidence from this doctor who was present during the autopsy of Jeffrey Epstein and the fact that he has participated in over a thousand autopsies of prison deaths. He seems to infer the conclusion also that Jeffrey Epstein was strangled in his bed at night in prison. And so you ask yourself, where is the French connection that would draw in Nostradamus and his interest to this subject? 
That would be Epstein confidant and scout, French model scout, Jean-Luc Brunel. Right after Jeffrey Epstein's death, two French government ministers called for an investigation into the many unanswered questions about Jeffrey Epstein's ties to France. A couple days later, the French launched an investigation into Jean-Luc Brunel, who was reported to be hiding in South America. He was arrested a year later at the Charles de Gaulle airport, trying to take a one-way to Saint-Gaulle. Jean-Luc Brunel, the French model scout and model agency owner, as well as model agency co-owner with Jeffrey Epstein, died of suicide by hanging months after being arrested by the French authorities and being charged with sex trafficking of minors to Jeffrey Epstein as well as for raping minors as young as 12 years old. So I think the real point here is that the story goes and the internet search goes. If you look up this subject, the story you're going to see is that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and he was strangled and the government issued report about the correctional officers falling asleep because they were exhausted from having to work too much overtime. And all the cameras to that area of the prison had been shut off that night because of a DVR failure. But there were three witnesses, three inmates, who said no one entered or left his cell, and therefore he must have hanged himself. So the government said, well, that's that. The empire was satisfied. And that's the story you will find more often than not. Let's take a look at the quatrain from Nostradamus. It's quatrain 139. Here's just a straight translation of the words, and then we'll get into changing some of them with synonyms and look for the meaning. At night, in bed, the supreme one strangled. For having sojourned too much, blonde chosen. By three, the empire, substituted, exhausted. To death will be put, card and packet not read. Okay, that's my translation. Many of you probably have the 1981 translation from Big Al, Alexis Lacquiard. Let's give that a read. At night, the last one will be strangled in his bed. He goes with the last one instead of supreme. Supreme in Latin, it actually means the latest. I'm going to stick with the French with this one because there doesn't seem to be any Latin references or any Roman references in this at all. When in doubt in Nostradamus, do as the Romans do. Go to Latin. When in doubt, when in Rome. That's what you think, and you'll figure it out. But here I don't see any of that, so we're going to stick with the French, and I think you'll understand where Supreme fits in. Jeffrey Epstein was not just an elitist and jet-setter and hung out with the ultra-ultra crowd. But according to others, and many of these conspiracies, he was actually part of intelligence. And even Alex Acosta testified to Congress, and Alex Acosta being a federal prosecutor at the time, said Jeffrey Epstein was above his pay grade. So I'll leave that up to you to decide. But what he says is at night the last one will be strangled in his bed because he became too involved with the blonde heir elect. Ooh, who's the blonde heir elect? 
No, that's not what it says. There are two words there, not three. I understand where he's going with that, but that's trying to take it somewhere. Let's just look at what that word says. It says blonde, chosen, or you could say the chosen blonde. It goes on to say, the empire is enslaved and three men substituted. He is put to death with neither letter nor packet read. The last word in the third line, exonkle. I go to exungu with that, which is the modern word, and that would be exhausted, tired, bloodless. He seems to go on with enslaved. Again, I know where that comes from. I'm going to stick with the French here and the straight up what it says. And if you read the words straight from French, by three, the empire, substituted, exhausted. These are times when you realize that the lines in the quatrains aren't always complete sentences, but can be separate thoughts, like you're instructed in the preface to read these lines like Virgil, the Latin poet, or Yoda, the Jedi master. He is put to death with neither letter nor packet read. Well, I'm in full agreement with that line. To death will he be put, card in packet not read. So, at night in bed, the Supreme One is strangled for having sojourned too much. Sojourn means a little stayover, a little stopover, a little sleepover. That's exactly what he used to have with too many blondes. That's the point. Because then it says, blonde chosen. Now that word, as you can be elect now, but what it really means is to pick one from the group, which we now call elect. It could also say the chosen blonde, which people would infer, oh, this must be Andrew. Think about it. Could the blonde be Virginia Giuffray, who was Virginia Roberts at the time, who was in the well-known picture with Prince Andrew and Galan Maxwell in the background? Now, if not for that, and if not for that young lady making such a fight, and then the blonde, Julie K. Brown, bringing the story that much further into the spotlight, leading to something getting done about it. Without those two blondes, Jeffrey Epstein and Galen Maxwell could be walking the street today. But there's more, because you see, what got him into this fix in the first place was choosing those young blondes. Because according to Julie K. Brown, Jeffrey Epstein had a type, and it matches up with the vast majority of his victims. His type was thin, very young-looking, light-eyed blondes, who, according to reports, he lent out to prominent figures and then recorded it. So in June of 2023, the federal government's final report came out about this incident and verified what we'd all been told before already, that the guards had fallen asleep. And as you read through this report, you see that the area where the correctional officers were, they were 15 feet away from Jeffrey Epstein's cell. And even though they were supposed to check on him every 30 minutes, they didn't for eight and a half hours. The report even says they walked all around the common area, but didn't walk up those five stairs and peek in that door to see what was up with Jeffrey Epstein, who had been left alone with way too many items that he could kill himself with, even though he'd just come off suicide watch. 
He wasn't supposed to be left alone. And there was even a sign right in front of the guards posted, Jeffrey Epstein must be checked on every 30 minutes. By order of God. You'd think they'd pay attention, but they took a nap. Both at the same time. They didn't like, like, you nod off, I'll watch. No, two guards in a prison fall asleep over two hours right next to each other in front of their computers, 15 feet away from Jeffrey Epstein's cell. This is what you will read in the report. And this is because none of them were supposed to be there. One of the individuals who left at midnight had been working 24 hours and admitted he just didn't do his rounds because he was exhausted. Of the two remaining correctional officers, one had been working overtime and was six hours into his overtime. The other officer had been placed there on full-time status for the first time that night. All had been scheduled to work there in the last minute, and this is because this particular facility, the MCC, as well as many of the Bureau of Prison Correctional Facilities, were short-staffed. Because of a hiring freeze, at that time, this particular federal facility was operating with fewer than 70% of the needed correctional staff on hand, forcing many correctional officers to work mandatory overtime and 60 to 70 hour work weeks. And this is why they admitted they fell asleep because they were exhausted. The cameras recording that area of the prison had been shut off that night because of a DVR failure. So there were no witnesses except for three inmates that were in the same special housing unit in cells across from Jeffrey Epstein who testified that they did not see anyone enter or leave Jeffrey Epstein's cell. And so it states even in the conclusion that the guards had view of the cell most of the time except for when they were asleep the report really relies on these three inmates who give testimony for the federal government for the empire. Now the fourth line, he is put to death with neither letter nor packet read. Now we know the letter was a letter to Larry Nassar. Larry Nassar, infamous pedophile, who was the doctor for the USA gymnastics team, as well as Michigan State University. Jeffrey Epstein had written to Larry Nassar, but the letter had been returned to sender and was sitting in the prison mailroom, discovered several weeks after Jeffrey Epstein's death. And so we'll never know what that letter says. But what about the packet? And that would have been the packet of information that could be used to possibly blackmail. It became known after the searches of Jeffrey Epstein's homes that he had installed concealed cameras in numerous places on his properties to allegedly record sexual activity with underage girls and prominent people for criminal purposes such as blackmail. His houses were completely wired, including his Palm Beach house, his New Mexico house, his mansion in New York was extensively wired with a video surveillance system. What we found out from seeing all the testimonies that girls who had been in the house knew that there was a media room with employees monitoring screens 
that led to pinhole cameras all through the different houses. And they recorded this information. And this is where the conspiracy theories come in and the commentators all talk about because they believe this was part of some larger information scheme, more commonly referred to as a honeypot trap. What they believe is Jeffrey Epstein was going to offer these items to make a deal to get his charges reduced. You see, by recording all these private rooms, he could see what everybody was up to at parties, when he loaned them the house, he'd know all their private behavior, if they were secretly sneaking off with each other, things like that. He said after being arrested that he had information about recreational drug use and sexual proclivity of very powerful and influential people. And the conspiracy goes that he was going to trade that information, and that's what got him killed. Epstein allegedly lent girls to powerful people to get in good with them and gain possible blackmail information. According to the Department of Justice, he kept compact discs locked in his safe in his New York mansion with handwritten labels that include the description, Young, plus the name of the girl, plus the name of the influential individual that was having sex with them. Epstein implied he had blackmail material when he told a New York Times reporter in 2018 off the record that he had dirt on powerful people. But we'll never see that information or those names, and the theory goes that those names are people that have been blackmailed ever since. So the government has a collection of CDs recorded by Jeffrey Epstein of influential people having sex with minors. This stuck in my mind, but it wasn't until recently in January that Nostradamus tied it all together. Right after this recent dump of documents that revealed so many witness testimonies, there was also many, many articles in newspapers, magazines, and television shows, but one of them in particular from a UK newspaper called the packet. On January 9th, it does a story. Epstein grilled over blackmail attempt after alleged Andrew sexual activities. And there's the infamous picture with Andrew, Virginia Roberts at the time, and Gillian Maxwell. The tip of the evidence iceberg. But the story goes on in the packet all about the collected information, the video recorded information, the witness testimonies, and the additional information that's still being withheld. All in an article about the packet in the packet. Now, you would think this is just another coincidence because, let's face it, what have I just explained to you but a series of coincidences? Only we know in great writing, you're only allowed one coincidence. And I just gave you eight in a four-lined poem. Think about it. He did not see this in a bowl of water, a scrying stick, or a nutmeg high. And please stop saying that. Nutmeg is toxic. And so what you need to realize is that he saw it the same way that we did. And I bet Nostradamus, like myself, feel for the victims of Jeffrey Epstein that they didn't get their day in court or the closure that they felt they needed. 
but hopefully they can at least find some recourse and some solace in maybe dividing up the remains of his estate. But it's important to remember that the Department of Justice's well-researched government report on the subject of Jeffrey Epstein's death came to the conclusion that he committed suicide alone in his prison cell. And it's also important to remember that Tucker Carlson is admittedly something of an internet clown. Who gets the last laugh? And Joe Rogan, while most of the time getting the facts straight, is a comedy podcaster who is more concerned with the end result being funny. And as for me, well, I'm just a reporter, and I get all my information from the ass of a cat. So you might want to think about that, and thanks for listening.